Today's episode of Brody and the Beard is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to brody.robinhood.com. That's brody, B-R-O-D-I-E dot Robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation or solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. On January 26th, the NBA world lost a leader, a legend, an icon, a father, and Kobe Bryant. The city of Houston wants to share their final farewells and also share what Kobe Bryant meant to them. I wanted to take a moment to thank Kobe Bryant for everything that he has done, the years of hard work and dedication that he has put in, you know, in the NBA, in the media world, in movies. And most importantly, I want to thank him for the mindset that he has instilled in just about every one of us. The Mamba mentality is something that I vow to instill into my my lifestyle and just strive to be the greatest at everything that I do and never leave anything on the table. Rest in paradise, Kobe Bryant, and we love you. Anybody that knows me knows that Kobe is more than just a basketball player or he's more than just um, an icon. He was he was like my hero. He was like a best friend that I never personally met. And um, even though he's gone, his spirit would always live on. Mamba mentality will stick with us always and forevermore. Kobe Bryant was everything to me as a kid. Um, I watched a bunch of videos. I wanted to walk like him, talk like him. Um, and he was my idol, my inspiration on and off the court. And um, I'm just praying for the Bryant family and everyone that was close to him and everyone that ever knew him and try to stay strong through these times. For me, one of my mem- most memorable memories of Kobe was when he dunked on Yao Ming. And one thing I could take away from Kobe is for sure, he never gave an excuse. Uh, my favorite Kobe memory has to be the last Kobe memory we have of him on the court. Uh, when he went out and dropped 60 on Utah in true Mamba fashion. It was a hell of a game to watch and truly showed you the kind of player that Kobe was, even to the last day. Um, Kobe will be missed very greatly, um, and basketball might not ever be the same. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeel, and with me, as always, my right-hand man, Turtleneck Shorty, uh, uh, 
Biggie Velvet, all that fun stuff. What was the other one? What am I missing? Uh, snap. I'm trying to remember. Swaggy something, right? Damn. I'm blanking right now. It's, 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 you don't even remember your own been, nicknames. You blew uh, it's, it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, been, yeah. it's been a rough couple of days, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying uh, to get my. Uh, trying to get my hair right. Uh, uh, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But with me, as always, is Kelly Eco, beat writer for oh, the Swag Champ. There we go. There we go. Swag Champ. Uh, Kelly Eco, beat writer for the Houston Rockets for the Athletic. Uh, it's it's been a rough few days, guys. Uh, obviously, everybody by now has heard the news. I'm assuming of the tragic uh, helicopter crash that took the lives of Kobe Bryant. Uh, Gianna Bryant and seven others. Uh, before we say anything else, just much love out to everybody, the all the families that were involved that lost loved ones. Uh, obviously, the Bryant family, obviously to the Laker family, everybody's kind of hurting a bit. Um, so we just want to send a ton of love out to them. Uh, I mean, Kelly, it's it, it, it's kind of crazy. Like we were talking before we got started. I mean, the Rockets found out the news almost an hour before tip-off playing the Denver Nuggets. And, I mean, you could see everybody visibly shaken. Yeah, um, and I said this before, but in my short time covering, you know, the league and this team, it was probably the most remarkable thing I've seen, just given how big of an impact Kobe was on every player in that team and the organization and, and the NBA in general. And to hear that news, you know, they they were supposed to be in chapel. And, you know, they got the call. And immediately, you know, obviously people are in disbelief. People are in shock, confusion, sadness. And in like an hour's time or less, like 40 minutes, there's a game. There's a game to be played. And, you know, a couple people wanted the game pushed back. Some even wanted to cancel it. And to be honest, I wouldn't blame anybody for for wanting that because, you know, everyone grieves differently. You know, obviously some people look to basketball as an escape, you know, from tough times and, and sadness and despair. But some, you saw Kyrie, he left. He, he didn't want to play. You know, it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, you know, for a superstar player or any anybody who had – a relationship with Kobe to, you know, to step away from a game. But overall, just the kind of resolve those guys showed. And they played a good game against Denver, actually, too, which is surprising. But, you know, the past 48 hours has been really weird for the team. But I think last night, um, because Denver, playing Denver-Utah back-to-back is arguably the hardest in the league. And once you factor in, you know, playing shorthanded with all the emotional trauma going on, I think the fact that they won the game was so uplifting for them. And and you can see on all their faces, D'Antoni was smiling again. He was giving, you know, his usual sarcastic responses and stuff. The team was laughing and clapping. And um, you could tell that they needed that win badly because the past two days have been pretty rough. Yeah, it's 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 not easy. I mean, we saw it with Austin Rivers' reaction in the post game, uh, which you, you had tweeted out, I believe. Um, 
we we saw it with Tyson Chandler visibly upset on the court. Uh, it's it's and it's across the entire league. Everybody's kind of uh, suffering, you know. Uh, everybody's trying to just comprehend it all and 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 deal with it all. And and you know, one thing I'd say too is, you know, when you're on a team, it's this is family. You know, and this is uh, think about it this way: we podcast a couple times a week, and and feel like the the two of us and, and Sasha Ashal, our producer, we, we we have a good chemistry. We we BS with each other a little bit in the group text and and things like that. Kelly tries to teach me new songs before we start because I'm old and don't remember stuff. Um, but like it, it, when you're with a team, like you spend more time with your teammates, your coaches, than you do your family. Uh, to a degree so you know it, it, these guys at least were together um and 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 able to to kind of lean on each other a little bit and and had each other for that and i don't have any problems with anybody that needs to sit out a game or a couple of games to get their head right after this i don't you know some things are bigger than basketball and that was just a a big thing um but let's kind of let's try to talk a little bit Let's try to talk a little more uplifting. I don't want this depressing and having you crying on the pod, Kelly. Um, when when you look at what Kobe did to the Rockets, you know when when in sixty one games over his entire career, uh, averaged twenty six point six points, five point four rebounds, four point nine assists. Uh, you know I. I, I, I how much of a problem was he for you, Kelly? For me? For the Rockets. Oh. I, you, the Rockets, the, the, the crew. Um, <clears throat> I, think, I think one of you know, the beautiful aspects of Kobe's life is because every team, like you could literally go across the league and every team would have some kind of connection to him. You know? um, I think apart from L.A., Houston is one of the more Laker, you know, friendly places where you see thousands of Lakers fans, you know, filling up the stadium every time they come into town. And a big part of that was Kobe Bryant. You know, we were all there for, you know, the the playoff battles, you know, the 2009 <laughs> second round when Yao goes down, T-Mac is out, Yao comes back, it goes to seven, you know, the, Shane, the days of Shane Battier, the quote-unquote Kobe stopper. And Kobe hitting the shot in his face time and time after again. You know, the battles with, you know, Ron Artest or Metal World Peace, you know, on and off. Just, you know, Kobe's excellence and his will to win, I think, is why Houston, you know, has like a special place for him. And even if you look at the team today, like Mike D'Antoni coached him, you know, for a year in Los Angeles. James Harden was kind of his protege before Kyrie was, you know. Um, John Lucas, he's known him since he was in the eighth grade, you know, whenever he was with Philadelphia, he saw a young a young Kobe Bryant, you know, coming up in the ranks. Eric Gordon, they shared an agent. Um, Austin Rivers, their families were, they were close. Tyson Chandler, obviously, you know, with with his 18-plus years in the league, you know, 
it's just everybody has a relationship with Kobe, and that was kind of why you see guys around the league reacting the way they do because, you know, they did lose a part of their family. But I was talking to Dennis Scott yesterday, and he gave me he always gives me he always gives me some you know wise words, but there's one thing he told me yesterday that that stuck with me. He said, "You have to think about his life more than his death, which is you know if it means go watching his highlights, if it means you know embracing that mamba mentality in your own life, just doing things that he would he would want you to do, be a fierce competitor, you know attack things head on and 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 just be proactive in your life and I think that's kind of where the city stands with Kobe. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 hard. I mean, especially for guys like Harden and, and Westbrook being LA guys, Chandler as well. Um, just kind of tough. Like that's a guy that's it's been in their lives before they were probably even in the league, you know, um and and kind of dealt with them. I mean, I grew up a Laker fan. Uh it it, it everything changed once I started working for the Clippers, but you know, I grew up as a Kobe fan, you know, and, 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 and dealt with that stuff. You know, uh, I'll say this, man, one of my favorite highlights, you know, Kobe versus, versus the Rockets is when he drove baseline and just dunked right on Yao. Oh my God. Like that, that, <laughs> that video, that video will go down and, you know, Rockets infamy. It was, it was such a crazy moment. I mean, that was a big time play, you know, and, and, and I think that's a, uh, you know, and, and I think that's the stuff we need to do. You know, Dennis Scott with, with some great words of wisdom to you, we got to celebrate him, you know, and enjoy, enjoy the stuff he, he, he kind of, the joy he brought us in watching him play or the tears. Cause you know, <laughs> he was a thorn in the side for so many teams, right. And, and, and stop the team. So I think, uh, but you know, you, you, the competitiveness of it. I know, know he's a complicated character. I know there's a lot of, there was some stuff, you know, the, the Colorado stuff off the court and things like that, but you know, that's, that's a whole other thing. And that's something for much smarter people to handle than I think you and I, Kelly, are. I don't want to speak for you on that, but I don't think that's something where we want to jump into, but just him as a player, there ain't nothing like him, man. Like, you know, I just got off recording basketball buds and I was talking about game planning for him and really you just don't you just hope he misses shots you know and then at the end of games you know your game plan is do not let that dude get the fucking ball Sasha might need to bleep that out but you know you just you just gotta be careful you know and 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 that was kind of the thing about Kobe rose to occasions he stepped up in big moments and always had that knack to knock down big shots yeah, and, and just, you know, going off of that, I think he obviously inspired, you know, <clears throat> a whole generation of, of, of NBA players and, and fans alike because you look at people like James Harden, people like Russell Westbrook, people like DeMar DeRozan, people like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, all those guys grew up wanting to emulate part of his game, wanted to be him, you know, even when Harden, in his Thunder days, whenever the Lakers were on their way, like the Lakers were so, somewhat fading away, and the Thunder were kind of ascending 
you could see almost a passing of the torch almost because Kobe spoke about Harden all the time. And he, you know, sometimes it, it was constructive criticism saying, you know, I don't think this brand of basketball can win a championship. But the majority of it was glowing praise for his ability to score, his ability to, you know, give defenses headaches, give coaches nightmares and stuff like that. And that's kind of what you want those guys to to carry in their hearts, you know, as they go on. Because at the end of the day, you know, the Kobe-LeBron arguments are stupid. Like, because Kobe loved LeBron and LeBron loved Kobe. So, you know, all these basketball debates, while they're fun and, and they, they're engaging, at the end of the day, there are much more important things to life. Like, we saw Kobe's post-playing career, which is being a great father to his children, you know, trying to champion women's basketball and just taking on different aspects. We saw him win the, the, the Oscar, you know, and other endeavors, just being that kind of person who wanted to, everything that Kobe said he would do, he did. And I think that's what people should take away from that, you know, in the NBA, in the NBA world and how, you know, we try to move forward because, you know, it, it won't be easy next week, next month, next year. But you do, you do live life. You, you, you think of the good times and you use that to feel your, your future. Yeah. And let's, let's kind of, let's start moving forward here a little bit and let's get to the, the game last night. Um, you know, and, and, and sorry guys, that's not a smooth transition. And I'll be honest with you. There isn't one. <laughs> to go from that once that subject to to a game so i apologize folks for uh kind of changing it that way but let's let's try to let's try to get back to the game and have a little bit of fun kelly yo eric gordon looked pretty good yesterday gordy gord splash gordon that's what, that's what they call him <laughs> yeah he looked fantastic what do you think eric tonight i uh, know he played really well really well i mean he was aggressive uh poised he let the game come to him and uh, he led the way so Shout out to EG on the career high. I mean, she showed y'all why he why he's Gordy Gord, Splash Gordon. <laughs> you have five steals tonight. What were you seeing out there on defense? Hey man, I'm just trying to stick my hand in the cookie jar just a little bit here and there. That's all. You know, you know the, the the most impressive thing about the 50 point performance was, and I, I kind of wrote this today, was just how he approached the game. You know, we, we everyone has seen you know the Damian Lillard, Steph Curry's, the Durant's, the Hardens, the Russes of the world have those crazy scoring nights where they wanted the ball early and often, you know, you know, as they're in a groove, and rightfully so. But it seemed to me as if Gordon, he played within the offense. Like, and he said this after the game, you know, the team had a plan. They stuck to it. They moved the ball. Even though Gordon's usage was probably the highest on the team, um, he didn't overly dominate the ball. Um, he was he had a lot of space due to Mike D'Antoni's, you know, pre odd decision, which I thought was pretty odd, but odd decision to start the game with a small ball unit, you know, with Tucker at the five against Rudy Gobert, who's like seven two or whatever. <laughs> but Gordon had enough space to attack. And Gordon, and I said this before, he's a sneaky good finisher. He's he He's built like a fullback where his low center of gravity allows him to take contact 
Austin Rivers said it's like people are almost bouncing off of him as he's going to the paint. Um, and, you know, everyone knows Gordon's three-point ability, and he was hitting shots from, you know, West Valley, all those places in Utah. But <laughs> just overall, it was a game where the Rockets needed that badly because obviously, you know, you dropping the game in Denver is acceptable because everything that was going on. But at some point, this team needs wins, no matter how you get them. And for them to come into Utah and get a key road win against a, a team that's been playing great basketball in the Jazz, um, I think that's going to help them throughout this road trip and possibly, you know, to the end of the season. We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side of the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says getting good sleep, finding time to rest, is one of the most valuable things I can do for my mind and body. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount on an annual membership at calm.com slash Brody. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash Brody. That's calm.com slash B-R-O-D-I-E. Yeah, I think the smart thing, though, I mean, even though it looked odd going small, yeah. I think that's that's a that's a weakness to attack for the Jazz. Like this is stuff you file it, file away for if we meet them in the playoffs. Like that's you, you know you want to be able to pull Rudy Rudy ah, Rudy Rudy Gobert out of the paint. Like you want to be able to kind of you know because that's that's where he he doesn't want to come out on the perimeter and have to guard uh, out there, and they don't really post him. You know, it's picking roles and how they use him. So it's not like his size really hurts you. It's not like Joel Embiid, right? You put P.J. Tucker on Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid's getting 50 post-ups that game, right? Like, it's a no-brainer. Like, that's that's going to happen, and that's going to hurt you. Uh, whereas in this case, you know, Rudy doesn't post up like that. And so, you know, now it just comes down to how good your pick-and-roll defense. Can you have somebody tag on the weak side? What's how are you attacking that? And then offensively, you're spreading them out and you're taking away their big shot blocker. And that that kind of opened things up a lot for him. You know, the other thing about Gordon's performance that I really liked was, you know, you said even though he had a high usage, the ball was moving. It wasn't like it just stayed in his hands. And then they all kind of kept attacking the paint. I mean, they, I mean, Gordon got 22 free throws or 20 free throws, sorry. Uh, you know, and that's got to be a high since he's been in, in Houston, I got to imagine. Um, you know, I think all all together, I mean, this is a career high for him with 50 points. Awesome to see in that regard. And it's good signs seeing that kind of that, that, that lineup that you don't really like, Kelly. I know how you feel deep down. It's kind of killing you a little bit. But they seeing that lineup kind of succeed there and, and in Utah where on a second night of a back-to-back, on a tough back-to-back, short roster like this is a huge win for the team yeah and uh mike d'antoni said after the game um the only time when utah did come back in the game was when they went traditional when they brought hartenstein in um and 
I think the Jazz came back. They even took the lead. They led by three, and they had to go back to the small ball. Now, I've been on record saying I, I, I don't – I'm not the biggest fan of it just because I, I think Clint should be playing more. But part of being a coach, and this is why I'm not a coach, you have to play to your strengths and you have to, you know, out-scheme your opponent. And And if you know that playing small forces the Jazz to almost – Seek isolation basketball. They don't. They don't run their offense. They're not attacking mismatches, and you're able to switch everything on defense. You know that plays to your strength. The, the Rockets also play at a very fast pace, and with Gobert out there, with him not wanting to come out to the perimeter, if you play fast and you take early threes, and if you spread the floor, as long as you're hitting your shots, you, you have a chance to to beat those good teams, and also defensively. They were able to, you know, bother the Jazz. Obviously, they missed a bunch of threes, which were good looks in the first half. But the Rockets, they defended well in transition, and they defended. They didn't give up a lot of second-chance points, which was two places that they ranked dead last in the league in. So I think um, for this game against this team like this, I think that's something that Mike D'Antoni can go to. And also, Rivers said it, that you might see more and more of it, so... I think small balls yeah. are here to stay. <laughs> it's it, it's important to kind of get it going, and and you can change your mind, you know, down the stretch, and you know that's what kind of makes us great in general. It's like you can be like, yeah, it was because it wasn't working at first, Kelly. You weren't wrong. You know, if it if it improves and they get better play out of it, you know, then it, then it's something you look at, and it's something in the playoffs, and it helps because you know what you can with Clint. He's going to run up and down the floor and transition anyway, so he's going to start to work Rudy out that way. If Clint gets in foul trouble, you can go small ball and then start and 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 then have a different way to attack the the Jazz. And that's 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 a potential playoff matchup that's down the road, you know. But I also felt like a good uplifting win for the team as as they're getting ready to head to Portland. I think they, you know, and you talked about it too. They're they're kind of smiling more in the locker room. It was good vibes kind of coming back like it, it overall it just helped in that sense a, a team win like that and especially under the circumstances of the last few days like i i i really feel can like help bring the team together and and help kind of get them going a bit but let me ask you this question kelly they won this game with clint capella i'm sorry without clint capella without russell westbrook without james harden Man, let's just trade all three, dude. Let's just go. <laughs> I saw a tweet. Um, somebody <laughs> said, "Man, screw it. Just trade, trade James and get EG some help." That was funny. I was cracking up. <clears throat> but, but obviously, but, obviously, kidding. There, yeah, but I want to. I want to touch on one of the more underrated parts of that game. The Rockets are, are trying to. They're getting something out of Cephalosha now, which has been a, a pretty big development in terms of, you know, getting Tucker. You know, five or seven minutes more rest, and if Dabo, because he hit a nasty behind the back dribble over Joe Ingles and a shaking bake. I know you saw that shaking bake. It was pretty. So it was pretty. <laughs> if he can do that and and hit his outside shots, even if it's for five minutes, you know, it, it helps Tucker that much more. Huge. He doesn't have to, you know, just bang and hustle. You know, for forty minutes a night. You can keep his minutes down to closer to 30, which is what they want to do anyway. Um, but, yeah, I think overall it, it's a good win. They needed this kind of thing on this kind of difficult road trip. 
you know, it's not the easiest time for anybody. But these kind of wins do bring you together. I, I kind of drew a comparison. If you go back to last season, the Rockets win over the, the Warriors on the road without James Harden when Chris Paul, you know, kind of carried the team. Right. And the Rockets would go on to win 19 of their last 23 games. So um, maybe they can have some kind of similar run like this. If, if it brings them together, you know, we'll see. But it's always good to get, you know, emotional victories, I call them. It's always good to have those in your bag because you can rely on them whenever times get going or, or times get tough and you need to, you know, dig deep and find some kind of uh, motivation. Yeah, and I, I want to say one more thing. There's there's one guy I think we forgot to kind of highlight in all this. Austin Rivers? He, or da- and, and Daniel House, too. I was going to highlight Daniel House, really, not just because of the 21 points, but, like, if you're going to go small, you need the help on the boards. And he had 11 rebounds. And more importantly, too, the Jazz only had two offensive rebounds. Like, when you have the size advantage that the Jazz have, you would have thought they'd have had a higher – a couple more offensive rebounds than two. And I think that's a credit to the work the Rockets did on the boards. Uh, Tucker had 10 rebounds. Uh, you know, Rivers was really good, again, attacking the pain and, and, and staying aggressive. But uh, I just think, you know, I, 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 I just wanted to make sure we didn't forget to give uh, Daniel House some credit because I was really impressed, not even so much the scoring as much as the work he did on the on their boards. Yeah, um, um, and that goes back to, you know, when you have young players, in addition to using Thabo to spell Tucker's minutes, you can also use – I think he played 46 minutes and he didn't look tired at all. So young players like that that have energy, that want to run, and this is somewhere that the coaching staff, they told me, you know, he makes them more athletic. And now you saw that crazy putback slam he had in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> and that's kind of what he brings to the team. Now, obviously, you know – you want to cut down some of the the two on one decisions and and some of the, the 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 poor shot selection, but House they need House for what he does. Um, Austin Rivers played a great game as well. You know, attacking the paint, you know, drawing contact. I think they took like forty nine free throws as a, as a team. Uh, um, and just it was a good team win, like. Like going back to what Gordon said, everybody did what they were supposed to do, you know, and they stuck to the game plan. So it was, it was a good see for them. It was, it was, it was a good, good win there. Uh, they're heading to Portland, uh, play them Wednesday night. I think this is a good place to end it, Kelly. Man, you got, you got any other thoughts on anything? Um, just everybody, you know, take some time, watch some Kobe highlights today. Tell, tell, tell your loved ones you love them. And, you know, and fight the good fight. Oh, and read and read my piece on Eric Gordon today. <laughs> yes, yes. And folks, if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, I highly recommend you check it out. Use the link, theathletic.com slash Brody and the Beard for 40% off <laughs> annually. I, I recommend it, guys. I'm not only a member, I'm a subscriber. Uh, tons of great reading. You get to read all of Kelly's work. You can read all our writers across the board. We have Zach Harper, Sam Amick, uh, Joe Varden, uh, Ethan Strauss. You got all these people you could check out. Our, our guy Ali Khan. So I highly recommend checking that out. So 
for Kelly, for Sasha, for me. We out. <laughs>